and I hope that uh, you'll be very quiet for the next few minutes because I want to talk about a passage from the Bible. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. People are asking the question this, is there any hope? Where are we going to look for hope? Hope for the world? Hope for you? I believe the answer is yes, there's hope. But it's not found where we've been looking for it. Our problems go deeper than human wisdom can go. Only God who made us can touch us and change us and save us from ourselves. I want to read again to you what the DC Talks words were a few moments ago. Some people got to learn the hard way. I guess I'm that kind of guy that has to find out for myself. I had to learn the hard way. I'm on my knees, Lord, and I'm crying for help. Now I've been high and I've been low. I've been some places that you will not go. I never thought there would come the day when I wished I never would have lived this way. But I've been searching for a long, long time. I thought the devil was a friend of mine. I turned my back on everything that was true and wasted years that belonged to you. Is that the way you feel tonight? I see a lot of you nodding your heads yes. That's the way you feel. Those lyrics from DC Talk are true. You may be an older person who can relate to this song because you've wasted your years. You wish you hadn't lived the way you lived. You feel that perhaps you've learned the hard way and tonight you're ready to give thought to making a change in your life. We're involved today in a gigantic spiritual warfare between the forces of good and the forces of evil. And you're going to have to choose which side you're on. The battle is being waged where? In our hearts. And this passage, for God so loved the world, for God, do you know anything about God? There are a lot of things about God that I don't know. You cannot prove God. You can't go to your science laboratory in school and say, here is a formula and that's God. All the stars that the naked eye can see are part of an immense Milky Way that has 200 billion stars in one Milky Way. But the Milky Way is just a tiny part of billions of galaxies throughout the universe. It staggers our minds and we don't understand that. But the Bible teaches that back of it all is a person and that person is God. Where did God come from? I don't know. The Bible teaches that he's always been, always will be. That staggers and blows my mind. I can't figure it out, but I know he's there. There's something back of this universe with supernatural power and wisdom that it, we set our watches by the stars. 
It's going in perfect harmony together. The Bible says in the beginning, in the beginning God created the universe and God made you. You are made in the image of Almighty God. That's hard to believe. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made in their starry host by the breath of his mouth. And God speaks to us in many ways. He speaks through nature. He speaks through conscience, something down inside that says you're wrong. There's a little voice that says you're wrong when you do something wrong. But he's spoken to us fully in the person of Jesus Christ, his son. And then the Bible teaches that God is unchanging. In all these centuries, billions of years, God hasn't changed. Not the slightest. He's the same as he was a million years ago. He's the same as he will be a million years from now. He's not going to change. The Bible says, I, the Lord God, change not. God hasn't changed. The Bible also teaches that he's holy. Well, what does that mean? That means that he's pure. God has never had an evil thought. He's never done a bad thing. He's absolutely pure. And do you know what? He requires that before you can ever get to heaven, you have to be the same way. How do you get it? Where do you get it? You know you're not. I know that I'm not. The Bible teaches that God is also a God of judgment. God is going to judge the world. He's going to judge me. The Bible says that God will bring every deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether it be good or bad. The Bible says men will have to give an account on the day of judgment for every careless word that they ever spoke. But the Bible says another thing about God. The Bible says God is love and he loves you. And if you forget everything else in this whole meeting tonight, you remember one thing, that Almighty God loves you. No matter what you've done, how bad you've been, He loves you. And He wants to help you. He wants to come into your life and into your heart. He wants to direct you and be your friend. God is love. And God was a God of love so he created on this planet man and woman in his image, not his physical image, but spiritual image. And God said, you can have everything in the whole earth. It's all yours. It's beautiful. Every food, nobody will ever go hungry. Every type of thing for your pleasure is there for you. But there's one thing I want to test you on. I'm giving you a will of your own. You can make your own choices in life. And there's a tree that I'm putting here. It's called the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And when you eat of that tree, you're going to begin suffering and dying. Don't eat it. And you'll never suffer and you'll never die. But what happened to man 
and woman. They were tempted and they ate it and they began to suffer and they began to die and their first children committed murder. Cain had, who was their first child, had murder in his heart toward his brother. Man had rebelled against God. Man had rejected God's way. Down to you and me. It goes from generation to generation. And the Bible calls it sin. S-I-N, a three-letter word. Do you know what sin is? It's breaking the Ten Commandments. It's coming short of what God wants you to be. And all of us are sinners. Billy Graham is a sinner. And the Bible says, if we have sinned, we're going to suffer and die. I'm going to suffer, I'm going to die. And after my physical death, there's another death, eternal death, hell. You say, you certainly don't believe in hell, do you? Well, I believe in heaven. And I believe in hell. Because the Bible teaches that. Then we're spiritually dead, all of us. And that's why we need in our lives Jesus Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life. He died on the cross for you. He took your sins. And he took mine. God gave his son. Now how did it happen? I have a son here tonight. I have five children, 19 grandchildren, five great-grandchildren. I'm an old man. And one day I took one of my little boys and I was walking along the roadway. We live in the mountains of North Carolina and we stepped on an anthill. And a lot of ants were killed and a lot of them were wounded and their little houses were torn down by our big feet. And I said to my son, I said, son, wouldn't it be wonderful if we could go down there and help those ants rebuild our houses and help them with their wounded people and bury their dead? He said, it sure would, but he said, we're too big and they're too little. I said, that's exactly the way it was with God. God is so great. How could God come down and, and help us in our little problems and our needs? You know what God did? God became a man. And that's who Jesus Christ is. He was a man that lived among us and he shared our problems. He got hungry, he got thirsty. He had all the problems that you ever have. He's faced them. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us. And they took him out and they crucified him. The most horrible death you can think of with nails in his hands and a spear in his side and blood streaming down his body on that cross. But that wasn't his suffering. His suffering was when he said, my God, my God, why has you forsaken me? He too was separated because God had laid on him all your sins. Every bad thing that you've ever done, every bad thing you've ever thought was put on Christ. He took it for you in your place because he loves you. Let's say it. God loves you. Say it together. 
God loves you. God loves you. Then let's turn it around. God loves me. God loves me. Have you ever thought about that? That that mighty God loves just you? You say, Billy, he doesn't even know I exist. Oh, yes, he does. He has the capacity, because he is God, to know everything about you. He knows what you're thinking. He knows where you are now. Maybe your friends don't know where you are, but he knows. Christ died for our sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. But when he died, that wasn't the end of it. They took his body and put it in a tomb, but on the third day he rose again, and he's alive. Jesus Christ tonight is alive, ready to come. He's been here with these people that have been singing and bringing these wonderful messages and song to us. He's alive. And he loves you and he wants to be your friend. He wants to be your pal. He wants to go with you and help you in your life. You say, well, how in the world can I get him into my heart and into my life? Now, what do you have to do? The Bible tells us what we have to do. The first thing that you have to do is to repent. You say, well, what's repent? I never heard of that. I don't know what that is. That means that you are willing to change your way of living. Are you willing? Oh, Billy, I, I can't do it. You know, you don't know me. I'm hooked on this drug and I'm hooked on a boyfriend or a girlfriend and I know it's wrong, but I just can't, there's no way I can change. No, I don't think you can. We can't do it unless God helps us. But if you're willing, that's all you have to be is willing, then God will come and help you to change your way of living and thinking. Someone said that repentance is being sorry enough to quit. Are you sorry enough to quit? And then there's the word faith. To believe. Come to the cross and say, Lord, I believe. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved, the Bible says. But as many as received him, to them became power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Do you believe? Oh, you say, of course I believe. I believe in God. I believe in the Bible. I believe in the church. I believe in good things. That's not the kind of belief I'm talking about. You say, I believe in Christ. Do you believe enough to put your life in his hands and say, I will follow you and serve you no matter what it cost me? <laughs> Repent and believe in Christ and then serve him and follow him tonight. All of those that will say yes to Christ, we're going to give you a book. And we want you to read it. It's a very simple book. We worked years to prepare it to make it simple so you can understand what it's all about. And before you leave, we want you to get this book. I'll tell you how in just a minute. 
You say, but I don't understand how Christ can come to live in me and help me. And I believe that Jesus Christ can come into your life, sweep it clean, and give you a new power to live for him and follow his ways. You know, people come to a game here at the Dome, and uh, they don't do anything except shout and holler for their team. And if they win, they begin to shout, we won, we won, we won. But they didn't do anything. They just share in the victory of the men on the field. Because Christ has been raised from the dead to eternal life, and we didn't do anything for ourselves. We can't. We are helpless and hopeless. But when Christ comes in, we have a lot of help and we have hope. And we have forgiveness of sin and we have the assurance if we die, we're going to heaven. But we have him in our hearts all the time to help us. You see, there's another person involved called the Holy Spirit. Maybe you never heard of him. He lives in you to give you power, to give you confidence, to give you assurance, to give you peace and happiness and joy. It can all be yours tonight when you leave the dome, if you say yes to Christ. You say, well, what do I have to do? Take six just saying, you can be connected to an everlasting source of power the song said, I'm not saying I don't have a problem. I can't say that I don't get down. I'm not saying that I don't have burdens. And I can't say that I'll never fall. But with my hand in his hand, I'm headed for a better land. And that's what we're going to do. And I'm, go I'm going to ask you to do something tonight that maybe you've done before and maybe you've never done. I'm going to ask you to surrender your life to Christ and say from this moment on, I want him to come and live in my heart. I want him to forgive my sins. I want him to change the way I live. And I want to surrender to him and let him be my Lord, let him be my master, let him control my life. And ask him to forgive my sins and tell him I'm sorry I've sinned against him.